Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and Prologue Digital Advertising Agency. Round one, go. Well, howdy, 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 all you summertime fun people. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. We're and we're taking it on the chin a few times, or we're fighting the world, and we're uh, gonna come out victorious because we know who wins in the end. But, but did you get a new intro there? It sounded like your voice is deeper there. Uh, I don't know, brother. It's, it's just it's the summertime uh, pollen. Uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, so, have you heard about this brand new group? By the way, is playing out of DC. It's called Mary Jane and Cocaine. Yes, uh, unfortunately, I have. Um, their latest hit song is uh, "We Can't Identify the Weed" with uh, H. Biden written on the bag. It's 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 <laughs> insane. It's For those that don't know, obviously they they narrowed down the culprits for the cocaine found in the White House to 500 people, but then they said we're not going to investigate any further. We're not going to uh, do a drug test on anybody because they know who it is. And then they admitted that they found marijuana there on a number of occasions. So uh, I think it's just the, the it's almost like you have to laugh because think about this, this Biden White House, this some admin, right? We're not talking about um, um, back during Obama when he had the whole rainbow colored White House, right? Uh, in the last couple months, brother, we've had trans men with fake breasts out there with their top off and celebrating that we've had the this whole um you know where biden will uh, talk about the documents that you know the the classified the classified documents in his garage the biden pen center and so forth all of this stuff going on now we have cocaine and marijuana it's a party house it's 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 what happened to the white house being sort of like this respected sort of like almost hallowed ground right you and i've been there it's crazy. Well, if, if they were, uh, if Washington was in Washington, uh, they'd be fine, brother, because it's legal over here, you know. So mar- marijuana. So if we went to Washington, Washington, instead of Washington D.C., and they found marijuana in there, it'd be right next to the brandy, you know, be right next to the Bud Light or whatever well, they in, drink in over Washington, there. Washington, it'd be next to the heroin as well, as we know, right? Oh my God! Don't even go there, brother. Come on, I'm just saying, uh, to your point, Washington and uh, Colorado have certain different rules. And, of course, it was always told that it's for the schools. It's for the kids, brother. You know, uh, in Washington State, the lottery was for the kids, but it never went to the kids. It went to the general fund. You know, the uh, timber industry, right, that was shut down was supposed to be for the kids, but it, and there you go, it was shut down. The marijuana taxes was supposed to be for the kids. It goes to the general fund. It's never for the kids, brother. Maybe the teachers sometimes, but uh, I just thought that was a great way to start the show. Mary Jane can, and cocaine. You, yeah, you, you know? can you can sell anything if you just say it's for the kids. And let's legalize pot. It's for the kids. What? I don't want my kids to have pot. No, no, we're gonna fund their schools. But no, no, that's not that's not what ended up happening. And and um course marijuana use among minors is is uh you know exponentially larger now that uh this has become sort of quote acceptable unquote you know we had a huge uh tragedy happen just uh, a couple of blocks from my house the other day brother a 19 year old kid uh bombing around in this uh 
uh, Chevy Silverado pickup, drunk, uh, middle of the day, and uh, driving like a, you know, drunk person, and uh, struck and killed a a twelve year old boy on a scooter. And that's um, terrible, man. Yeah, but this is see, this is the the difference. Let's say America um, a few years ago. I don't know how many years ago, but it was like, you know, believe in God, trust in God. He can help you do work hard, serve God. Now it's all about trusting yourself and self gratification. And, you know, it's all about me, me, me. And, and, and that, and they've done that on purpose. And then that's, that's, you know, doctrines of demons. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, this whole trans thing, well, I just, you know, God made a mistake and I need to do what I need to do. And, and all this thing, you know, there was a, um, a recent poll that said that 38% now of the students at, I believe it's Brown university, uh, which is in the DC area are trans or are LGBTQIA plus. Um, that's 38%. Um, that, yeah. That and it used to be, you know, LGBTQ, well, that was like 0. 0.0 something of the population, but now that it's being promoted, pushed, everybody's got to give it a try. You know, this is one of those things, dude, you know, remember when they used to talk about heroin, right? One shot, you're addicted, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so this aberrant behavior, like, well, how do you know if you're not gay, if you don't, you know, whatever, one shot can cause, you know, stuff to happen. Right. And so, you know, as we've made this stuff acceptable, you know, now this kid's in jail, this other kid's in the ground, right? right. And right. The, the truck was full of friends. They're all their lives are altered, Right. Because of the message of self-gratification, do what you want, have fun, you know, no police pursuit, all these different things. It's causing people to die, brother. And yeah. Obviously, from Gig Harbor, um, over the 18 years or whatever, the girls are going through school. And of course, they're both in college now. Um, but every single fall, there was some high school student that committed suicide. It was almost like a yearly thing. And it's a travesty because they were like that to the point where they were going to end their own life. It wasn't a car accident. It wasn't the, all the, the stuff we see across the news now where just tragedy, people just losing their life, but people taking their own lives. And then it makes me think about all this, this indoctrination, this grooming that we've been talking about for a while now going on at the lower grades. Well, my parents weren't even aware until COVID happened and we were able to see what's going on behind the scenes. And of course the being labeled domestic terrorists and whatever, but I'm thinking about it is even my, our own children uh, and their friends, the, the increase in therapy that they need to talk to a therapist and they need to get to see a counselor that there's they're they're uh, they don't have the confidence of who they are. This, all this confusion is not healthy for our children. That's why we've seen an increase in, in suicide, an increase in these, like you said, 38% in a, in a certain school, because that's what's being celebrated, what's being cool is being this aberrant behavior, this, this behavior that's unhealthy and harmful for the body. It's causing confusion, a disconnect from reality and what they know is true, which makes them seek more help. And of course, I don't think much of the help is helping them. It's encouraging them, or as the left would call it, affirming them in their fallacy, right? Or in their yeah. mental illness. It's just, it's, it is scary. It's way, definitely have to pray. And like you said before, a revival is needed. It's necessary. But as adults, 
Um, we have the authority even over our adult kids to pray into their lives um, because the enemy is working overtime um, from little ones all the way up to influence through media, through education, through higher education, um, to twist what is truth, coming against what God says is true. So, um, wow, it's sad. But it's also one of those things that also ticks me off. And that's a good segue, though. Have you seen the the uh, Sound of Freedom yet? No, brother. Okay. You've got to see this. Well, you don't have to see it, but you should see it. That, okay, uh, here's the deal. Yeah. Every time I go to see it, it's sold out, man. It's not my fault. It's not like I didn't try to go see it. I can't get in. Dude, it outperformed uh, Indiana Jones. It outperformed. It was number one in America last week, right? Yeah. I mean, dang. Yep. And we, so, we so uh, yeah, I'd like to see it, man. If I could get a ticket, if I could get a seat. Well, this is the reason I want to bring this up. Two things. I want to talk about the movie, and, and then I'm going to spoil it for you, because it's a, a true story. Well, I know uh, about the movie. Five years to get it out, because it was it was a lot of the media and the networks and stuff wouldn't produce it, because there's so many things that it points out to, this big issue of human trafficking. Um, but a lot of theaters around the nation are showing this soul out, and there's nobody in the theater. The AC is not working. They're not wanting to play it. There's a lot of pushback on those some of these change of theaters that are being exposed now that are trying to deter people from seeing it. And it's not working. People are showing up in droves watching this movie and getting the word out. So uh, if you people that are listening on our, our show across Central and Eastern Washington, um, go see the movie. It's got a great message. It's a true story, but it shows shows just a small story of the big problem that exists of pedophilia, human trafficking, and how many kids are brought into the system that are beyond the radar that we need to pay attention to. This is um, one of the the uh, quotes in the movie uh, by the actual, um, the guy that was the story was about um, Mr. Powell um, was God's children aren't for sale. And I love that, right? Because they're not. You know, that should be a rallying cry, whether you're left, middle, center, right, non-political, whatever you may be. Um, that should be the very basis. When Jesus says, whatever you do to the least of these, right, when you harm these children or lead them astray, that is it better for you to have a, a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the sea? Well, they're, they are being trafficked. They are being stolen from their families. They are being tricked into, uh, and, into slavery, sexual slavery, physical slavery, you name it. So it's time to step up. It's one of those issues we should be get, able to get around. Except you see that in California, that they tried to pass a bill to basically uh, prosecute uh, child traffickers, and they uh, the Democrats rejected it, didn't want to pass it. What would be the reason, brother? What would be the uh, reason? They're pedophiles. Yeah. You know, you were talking about, you know, the fact that the movie is basically about the story of two children, and it's, you know, one story amongst you know millions of stories right yes but right. in in that way it's brilliant because you know speaking as a marketing guy um i've studied obviously studied this stuff and um when world vision first started out many years ago they um they were like well, there's this huge famine in ethiopia millions of people are dying right we got to give them food you know help now and the fundraising effort was very um, lackluster. 
right? Okay. Millions of people, right. it's impersonal, right? It's like you're in a traffic jam, right? You don't mind cutting people off because you don't know those people, right? Right. Whatever. Right. But when they started saying, this is little Susie, and they put her in a little dress, and they'd find a cute little, you know, starving Ethiopian girl, can you help Susie? Could you make a commitment to help her to get to school, to have the food to eat, and so on? All of a sudden, the the philanthropy, the giving, it was be is because they personalized it. And so the mm. brilliance of the sound of freedom is that you meet the little boy, you meet the little girl, you meet the guy. And now it's a personal story. Um, think about, you know, uh, Rocky Balboa, right? Uh, the, the, the Rocky makes this movie, Stallone makes this movie about Rocky and he's this, you know, washed up, you know, second rate B string fighter. And he gets a shot and uh and everything and this movie does amazing and you know i raised my kids on rocky brother i want to tell you something my my middle daughter courtney she came to me one day and she goes dad i tried to watch boxing on espn it's not the same i'm like <laughs> yeah because rocky's personal you met rocky you saw him in the meat plant you saw him driving the beat up car you so I'm working out, running up the steps, you know, so right. there is a brilliance to making the story about a person, right? Making the story about a tragedy and it's personal and it, it feels like, you know, something happened. You know, my wife and I were having lunch today and she's telling me the story about, you know, this 19 year old drunk, you know, hurt this thing. And she went by the site cause it's right by our house here. And she said there was a woman sitting on the, curb crying she's like and Lori starts crying it's it had to have been his mother right and how, right. how would you feel if you're 12 year old right all of a sudden perfectly healthy wonderful little guy next day he's gone right next right. minute it's gone and so um there is a certain brilliance to that and you know i think it's it becomes you know we can learn this as as the church as the ecclesia as the as the body of christ that you know this is personal and that these are people you know the golden rule is you know do unto others as you would have them do unto you right and so we're all of a sudden it's like would i act that way if it was me in that position right and and so that was i think really the the jim caviezel interviews and stuff that i've seen over the last few weeks he's like you know what if it was your kid you know yeah. what if you woke up one night and you're daughter was gone and you didn't know if she was a block away or around the world by now. Right. And they have that, that network of ability to do that. And this isn't just kids from South America. This isn't just, you know, kids from uh, Honduras and stuff like that. This is our kids. This is happening mm -hmm. here. They're, they're, they're kidnapping our girls. They're, they have ways of trapping them and, you know, I, we had uh, Linda Smith, former Congresswoman Linda Smith, came to the Eastside Republican Club a couple of years ago and was talking about how they groom these high school kids, middle school kids right here in Kent, Washington, right here in Seattle, right here in Spokane, right here in Tri-Cities. They get them in, you know, these these clubs, uh, these pole dancing strip clubs and things like that. These yep. kids are that's that's step one to get into trafficking them. Right. And they, yeah. they, they rape them. They hurt them. They, uh, they threaten their families. We're going to kill your mom. We're going to kill your dad. There's all types of methodologies. And so, you know, thank God 
uh, for Angel uh, Pictures being able to to do this. Thank God, thank you, the public, for going and making this an issue. And what are they saying? They're saying, "Oh, this is a big QAnon thing. Like this stuff ain't happening. Like it tells you why the border's open. You know, mm-hmm. they want to talk about uh, African slavery from the 1800s, and we have a, a thousand times more slaves." in slavery right now right now that's right in america the leader of child uh slavery right here in america oh yeah it ain't legal but it happening and it's just underground and um so thank god for these guys Uh, thanks for bringing that up brother you're welcome it's one of those things i won't spend too much time on it i encourage everybody to go see it um there's a call in the movie to sponsor other people to see it which we did um, but it's this idea to Doug's point is it tells a story from one man's perspective and a, a father who in Columbia here um, took his, his daughter and his son were approached by a stranger, a model, saying that the kids had a talent and to bring them to this modeling agency. And then it, and the father drops them off. And of course, they get taken with a bunch of other kids. That's a pretty common trick down there to say hey you're going to be models right photos and so forth you got to be as even as parents we have to be vigilant here because they are targeting along the i-5 corridor from tacoma to seattle's a big one houston's a big one uh areas where uh, near the border or a major traffic area corridors they're taking kids eight seven years old all the way up to you know to our our older teens as well and they showed videos of actual abductions. It, it's pretty brazen. So keep an eye on your kids, no matter even if it's Central Washington or Nancy or Spokane, keep an eye out uh, because this stuff is rampant and there's lots and lots of money. And apparently there's a lot of people in power that are involved in this, whether it be the JP Morgan Chase guy, whether it be the Epstein list or that we don't even know who uh, was trafficked to them or the island, which is all real. I thought it was interesting too on that, um, that we've got a problem and the media, the mainstream media and the left want us to be distracted by things like cocaine, things like marijuana, things like, uh, uh, the elections coming up when this is a root issue, we've got to fight it for the children and actually the children save them out of slavery. So I think, uh, again, it's time for us to rise up and abolish slavery altogether. Don't you think brother? Yes, absolutely. And and it's up to us to do it. And, uh, you know, so we pray and we obey and we get involved and we, we take action. And, um, you know, I don't know what that looks like a lot of times, but this is a first step. Let's get involved. Let's help. There are a lot of organizations now that are, are uh, letting us know that they have, you know, ways to get um, these people housed. Uh, get them out of this, rescue them, and then they need Jesus, and they need uh, they need help. I mean, their lives have been devastated. You know, it's like uh, coming out of a war zone almost, right? Some of these young uh, people have been raped, you know, multiple times daily for yep. years, years, right? And this is a, um, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to talk about it, but you know, thank God the conversation's getting started so that we can do something. And, and I want to um, say and, one more thing better. Yeah. And you said this before, and uh, you are wise beyond your years. In many cases, this is one of those things. Oh, it's going to cost you something. Um, getting involved costs you something, and but it's worth it. Um, this guy, um, the actual um, um, Homeland Security officer uh, quit his job. 
to pursue uh, returning these kids to their parents and to doing something about this. And for th- this is one of those issues that when even when I was running for office in 2020, 2018 and 2016, I was talking about this because I was passionate about it. I thought about being in office to deal with this. But even now, I, I'm stirred up that I don't have to be in the office to do something. I'm going to get involved because this is an issue that's close to home, not because I have kids. It helps, but it's something that's I'm passionate about, that it's a, it's a clear and present evil that needs to be dealt with. So I just want to encourage others as well that if you're feeling moved by this, it's time to do something about it. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, Lord, we ask you to help us uh, with that situation. Cause that's, um, that's amazing. You know, um, there is a, uh, a big for sale sign brother on ESPN. Did you know that? Disney, Disney is selling off ESPN. Their financial losses and everything else are, are hurting them. And so they're trying to, you know, get somebody to take that, that network over. So, Hey brother, if you got a couple of bucks and you want to, you know, I would make some serious changes because when the ESPN first came out, it was brand, I mean, it was like, no one had seen it. Right. It was like 24 seven sports and sports is a big industry. And then they started once again, like everything else, you go woke, you go broke. They went woke a few years ago and really overtly and they viewers turned off. They're like, I don't want to deal with politics talking about sports. I want to talk about sports, you know? And so um, I don't know who's going to buy it, um, but they've got to reevaluate who their audience is and um, bring what they're looking for. They're looking for sports. That's the whole idea behind ESPN. Um, it, it was kind of like MTV back in the day that played music when they went to all the other stuff. Well, okay. It's not what you're meant to be. You weren't you know, music television, right? Um, there are certain things about who are you uh, for your audience or or beer. Beer. We talk about beer and Target, all these things going woke. I've got issues. So did well, you Dil- see? I heard Dylan Mulvaney is down in uh, South America right now. He's like in he Peru. Got out, of town, got out of the got out of the country, um, you know, because of the all the controversy and all that stuff. You know, it's um let's just say it's working right that that this that that you know disney needs to take a hit um what they're what they're pushing now you know this is a new religion like Mm -hmm. everything's fine swing from the chandeliers do unhealthy lifestyles and uh and if you don't accept it then we're going to cancel you and well guess what now we're going to cancel them we're starting Mm -hmm. to cancel uh target starting to cancel these other these other things and um you know uh, this is um, so even though it's kind of, you know, interesting that ESPN's got a big for sale sign on it, uh, it says something, you know, Disney is not the the financial juggernaut that they make themselves out to be. They are right. in trouble. We quit going to their theme parks. We quit watching their movies. We quit uh, subscribing to their their streaming service, all these different things. It matters. Don't think your little thing over here, my little boycott over here doesn't matter. It matters. Matters. So yep. It's amazing. So you know, I got to bring this up, though. Think about this. Um, recap a little bit. Uh, remember the last, you know, last year, 87,000 new IRS agents, right? Armed. Billions of dollars armed, you know, training them to use deadly force. 
Um, we, you know, we're uh, trying to bring back Obamacare or strengthen it if you can. They've got all these things, right? What's the trillion dollar uh, spending package and money to Ukraine and our, our inflation's uh, through the roof and and so forth. Well, uh, Biden wants to expand Obamacare to give illegal aliens health care uh, on our tax dollar. So I'm, I'm seeing the reason now for the 87,000 uh, new IRS agents, right? Because if, if now we're going to put the bill, uh, taxpayers, not only for Ukraine and all the bloated uh, expenditures, but also the 20 million illegal aliens here, giving them free health care, um, I think we might have a problem with that. I, I think, you know, pocketbook, kids, all this, every different realm they're going after. I saw that title and it reminded me of his uh, attempt to uh, cancel student debt loan, right? Student debt, uh, student loans, and the Supreme Court knocked that down. This will probably have the same effect, but can the executive um, spend our money uh, giving health care to people that aren't citizens of this nation? And- do you believe that's really going to be popular with the American people? Did you know that the uh, recent polling has shown that the porous Southern border is the Republican's strongest issue? And so this is like, I'm, I'm wounded. I'm dying. I'm a Democrat president. And I'm going to, Oh, by the way, I'm going to shoot myself in the head by, you know, doubling down on, we love, uh, all you illegal immigrants come to America and we will give you health care. How about come to America and we will turn you around and send you home, right? Why don't we spend the money on that? I think most Americans would agree with that one. If you're going to cross our border illegally, then uh, we're going to arrest you and put you in jail and send you home and deport you or or make you uh, pay fines or whatever. And um, and obviously for other reasons, right? The human trafficking, the the fentanyl, we had more people die of fentanyl in about 10 months this year than died in the entire Vietnam war over many years. Right. We need a, we need a fentanyl memorial in Washington, DC brother with all the names of all the kids and adults. And you know, this is another thing. Do you know who the number one casualty of uh, fentanyl uh, overdose and poisoning is brother? It's a 40 year old white male. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy because they've, uh, they've they've emasculated them. They've told them that everything that they believe in and stand for is is wrong. I mean, brother, it's like the Bible says, woe unto those that call evil good and good evil. And I mean, that's we're seeing that. Right. I mean, this is. Yes, we are. We've been know. talking about this for a long time, but it really is the world's upside down. Anything that that God would call good is now being ridiculed or silenced or being called radical. Anything the Bible would call sin is now being celebrated and elevated and 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 saying this is the new uh, morality, if you will. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, scripture is being played out in front of our eyes. Yes. Absolutely. So I don't know if you saw uh, Tucker T- Carlson's uh, two-hour, <laughs> two-and-a-half-hour, 150 minutes uh, interview with Andrew Tate. So Andrew Tate is a former UFC champion. And at one point just recently he was the most Googled guy on the internet, but Andrew Tate was putting out uh, motivational videos for young men. He was saying, yes. go to the gym. Don't hang out with loser girls or loser guys. 
Um, get a job, make money, work out, be in shape, be honorable, be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was seen as um, he was seen as public enemy number one to the left. And uh, so I, I, I admit heartily and openly that it was a very hard to watch a two and a half hour interview with Andrew Tate uh, <laughs> and uh, Tucker Carlson on Twitter. I did it while I had it in my earphones, right? And I was playing right. a video game or whatever. But I'm telling you, it is worth watching. We I, need I, I, men to be men. Yeah, we right. need men to be men. And that's his message. And so they arrested him, brother. I know. him in jail in 90 days jail with no charges brought. Now they're, they're saying he's a human trafficker because they say they claim that he talked two girls into doing TikTok videos so he could steal the money. And so that's their charge. But see, the human wow. trafficking is the big charge right now. Let's destroy his reputation. Let's destroy him as a human being. Right. And um, so I think Tucker did everybody a huge service by letting this guy just talk for a couple hours. And Tucker, Tucker even dropped a couple of F-bombs in it and stuff. Dude, it's, it's, it is infuriating. And they I are trying to turn to. men into women. And they're trying to say we're all the same. And this guy's saying, no, there are roles. Men should be in charge and of their families and they should protect them and they should look out and they should tell, you know, he says, what does the government hate above all else? And he said, it's they hate the word no. And strong men say no, you can't. No, you can't transition. No, you can't drink. No, you can't, you know, uh, transition my children, you know, strong men make a strong nation. Now, you you had that whole thing you, you used to say, like you said a few months ago, what was it? That strong men make uh, great times, great times make weak men, weak men make weak bad men times, make bad, bad times yep. make strong men. And so so we may be getting to the uh, the, the the end of that cycle, brother, where, where some Andrew Tates and some other people are going to be strong, you know, and, you know, doesn't the Bible even say quit yourself like men and that's in there mm-hmm. and be strong mm-hmm. in the Lord. The powers might, he told, jo- he told yeah, Joshua, Maya, be right? strong and be placed along the wall. Right. The idea here with one hand with a sword and one hand uh, working um, to your point, my wife listens to Andrew Tate. I follow Andrew Tate. He's a young man, younger than you and I speaking to a very large audience that needs to hear this. Work hard, work extra. He said, I guarantee you someone's working Stay longer late. than you are. Yeah. You want to be successful? Go do it. Uh, bust your tail. To stop whining. Get out there. You know, be responsible. These are things, as Tucker said, too. I've seen him on another time saying, that, why is this threatening? Because, it's like you said, excuse me, um, th- there's been a, a, the demasculization. Did you just sneeze on, on radio, brother? Well, uh, um, God bless you, brother. There's been an attack of feminized <laughs> man. Remember, even um, in media, where all that's a bumbling idiot dad or the absent dad, that uh, we we understand from a biblical perspective as well that a strong man leads the household, protects the, the women so they can be flourished, the help me, if you will, and the children. And the ills of society, the incarceration rate, the drug issue, the epidemic, the the confusion 
oftentimes goes hand in hand, correlates very closely to single parent households, to an absent father, to a father that isn't involved in their children, not a weak father, if you will. Uh, it, it, all these things bears out, even church attendance and salvation has a huge bearing if a father is involved and goes first versus just a mother or somebody else that's involved in the family. Um, it's just, it's amazing. So um, to, to take fathers out of the picture is a way to destroy society and community. And that's what they've done. So we have to restore strong men and then strong fathers. Yeah. Um, fascinating, fascinating interview, brother. Just get on Twitter very, and watch it. I, you gotta, you gotta like <laughs> either know where you are in the video. Twitter's hard. Cause you can't like, you can't close it. it. It won't keep playing. Like, like I have a YouTube. Please start over again. Close like, it and come back. Yeah, if you uh, close it, no, it'll come back at the right spot. But if you if you navigate away from it, then it would go back to be. So you'd have to know that. So you kind of almost have to like plan it and stuff like that. So there are some drawbacks to having Tucker on Twitter, but um, at least on a two and a half hour interview. But you know the what you said earlier, uh, so so strong about revival and stuff like that. But it says. I believe it's in um, the uh, Mexican prophet Malachi, uh, or as they call it, Malachi. Uh, Malachi. But he talks about in the last days, right? He's gonna, he's going to, uh, you know, pour out his spirit and all this stuff. And this Elijah is going to come, right? And what's he going to do? What's this Elijah prophetic, you know, uh, thing going to do? He's going to turn the hearts of the children, not to the mothers, brother. Turn it to the fathers and turn the hearts the fathers to the children. See, we don't need our hearts turned to mom. We all love mom, right? Mom is yes. mom, but yep. fathers are kind of rough. They got a lower voice. They're a little stronger. They're a little, you know, whatever. And it's kind of like this, this trans um, person in uh, Korea uh, just ran this race here a day or two ago, not uh, against the women and won easily not because he wanted to, the thrill of winning the race, but he wanted to make she, he, whatever it, Wanted to make a statement that said, hey, look, biological men, you should not, they should not be allowed to compete. This is easy win for me, right? I shouldn't right. be allowed to compete, but they let it, you know, did it, you know, and even though this person is, you know, obviously needing some help um, and came from a Christian home and all this stuff, right? It's an interesting read. Right. They're still willing to make this point and say, look, I'm weird and I want to do this because I feel like, you know, whatever, but that still don't make it right. For biological right. men, they're bigger and stronger, lower voice. Unfair, right? Yeah, it's unfair, and and so the other side of it is, you know, we have a huge, you know, this thirty eight percent I had talked about earlier in the uh, program with Brown University, right? Of mm -hmm. of LGBTQIA, you know, they're all of them for the most part are white because see, right now there's an attack, there's a racism against white people, against mm -hmm. Caucasians. Uh, they're called names. These are these are uh, attributes they can't change. You know whether you're white, black, or whatever, you can't change it. But you know what you can change? You can become gay. You can become mm -hmm. trans. You can do this. And so a lot of, uh, again, remember the fentanyl crisis, right? The biggest OD in fentanyl right now is white men. You know, right. like mid, early middle, middle aged age. men. Yep. Why? Because they're being their jobs are being taken. They're they're being called names. All this kind of stuff. And so the kids are seeing this, the college kids, the high school. And they're like, well, the way to get ahead in life is to be a protected group. And so I'm going to transition. I'm going to do all this kind of stuff. It's insidious. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, God bless Andrew Tate. You know, he claims to be a Muslim and all that, but he has this interesting view of God and 
and uh, I found it very mature. And uh, you know, he loves <laughs> he loves to smoke cigars, right? And he likes uh, you know, he loves caffeine and nicotine, and he loves Bugattis and fast cars, and uh, you know. So I'm thinking, well, if you are a Muslim, you're not a very good one, but, um, <laughs> you know, Sound like I'm not, I'm not I know, I know a lot of, I know a lot of Mormon guys and then, you know, and I'm like, eh, you're not a good one, you know, yeah. you go by what, you know, so whatever, obviously for us as Christians, yes, this situation isn't about the cigars and the Bugatti and the fast cars. This is, no. this is about a relationship with the Lord. You know, we, we're going to, you know, Jesus said very clearly, I'm the vine. You're the branches apart from me. You're going to wither and die. You can do nothing. And so, you know, our, uh, worldview, our life view is that we must connect with Jesus. We must, uh, he must abide in us. We abide in him. We, we obey his commandments. And he says, you can ask what you will. Our joy will be full. And, you know, a lot of people like, I don't know what God wants, but you know what? Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Okay, right. so you had like, Lord, you know, see the whole, all of this stuff is solved by prayer, right? Personally, in our, in mm-hmm. our individuality, right? Lord, I need to hear your voice. Show me your voice. Teach me how to hear your voice. Guess what, brother? He'll answer that prayer. He will show mm-hmm. you how to hear his voice. Amen? Amen. So I, have, I have something for you. I saw this the other day and it, it kind of goes... The, the, we're being told that we're divided by race. We're being told, you know, like you said, the um, the white male Christian seems to be the target of this. You know, the Supreme Court overruled uh, race based emissions um, because it said this is clearly racist. You're being racist to deal with racism, which is crazy. But the U.S. Census, the Bureau, the Census Bureau from 2013 to 2015, just uh, released a report. Uh, median in, uh, household income in the United States, um, obviously 2016, uh, by ethnic. I thought it was very interesting because the number one, um, the highest uh, median household income for an ethnic group is Indian Americans at about 100500 Number two, which shouldn't surprise anybody because I'm married to a Filipino, are Filipinos. The average median income for a Filipino family is $83,300. And then it goes Taiwanese, Sri Lankan, Japanese, Malaysian, Chinese, Pakistani, then white Americans, Caucasians down there about halfway in the middle, followed by Korean Americans, Indonesian Americans, um, Thai Americans, Bangladesh, Nepali, Hispanic, and then at the bottom is African Americans. The big disparity there, but it's interesting that the majority of those that are in the top one, two, three, four, eight, or nine are not your white Caucasian males. There are families, and it goes back to um, co- college education, familial uh, development. A lot of families have the multicultural sharing, uh, sort of like uh, housing expenses and so forth. It's interesting to me that when you look at actually look at the facts, right? Income-wise, education-wise, there is not a overt, systemic, racist thing against certain cultures, right? And then to this, you mentioned this. I think we talked about it on a show a couple weeks ago. If not, I was talking about it off the air with you. Um, But there was an interview with the guy talking about racism. And he was talking about the LGBTQ movement. And he goes, um, basically, this victimhood, right? He said, they've co-opt 
um, this thing and the mostly white um, people um, now created this LGBTQ movement, made themselves a minority, right? Uh, and thus uh, suppressing sort of the, the black community as well. And I'm, I'm like, at first I'm like, what? And he's right, right? Everything else, familiar relation, um, your um, skin color or whatever, it's always been there. And now uh, they've created a new victim class um, that isn't a victim class. They're very uh, well-funded. They have an agenda. You know, it's this drive. And it's like, wow. Okay. And we bought into it now saying, oh, they're minorities. And yet they're very loud, very financed and uh, egregious when it comes to what they do to our children, to grooming and so forth. And I'm like, okay, we've been, we're again, we're being lied to. So this truth, right. was Jesus said, will set us free. Um, so uh, we need, as you and I, and many others continue to share the truth. And then our listeners need to share the truth as well. And say that's not true. That's a lie. That's a, a lie from the pit of hell. And this is actually the truth. So don't listen to that. You know, um, because we have a lot of people to hear what they hear from the news and then repeat it, right? Yeah, and and you know the glass ceiling, right? Women make less than men mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and if you take that statistic of of comparative wages, what they're doing is they're adding into that the women that choose to work part time because mm-hmm. they want to take care of their kids or they take time off. And so they, even that, you know, like they said, nothing lies like lying statistics. Right. And uh, as I used to say, most statistic, you know, what is it? 82% of all statistics are made up on the spot. 82 or 81. I forget. I just, I think it was 82. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So um, yeah, you can make the quote facts unquote, say what you want, depending on how you interpret that, you know? So um, I think that, that Americans as a whole are waking up. Did you know that 61% of Americans uh, that were in a recent poll believe that Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal, that he, he got special treatment, right? So, you know, that's that's eye-opening, right? And well, even, even almost, almost, 40, <laughs> uh, almost 50%, 49% of Democrats believe that Hunter Biden got special treatment. So this isn't just a Republican thing. This is like, you know, independents, Republicans, Democrats, everybody believes that there's a two-tiered justice system. Justice right? system, yeah. I'm still shocked that the 30% still believe Biden's doing a good job or his administration is, and the 39% that says, no, that was not, not normally. It wouldn't it would just happen with anybody else. No, no, it is, it is special treatment. If, if they call off the yards through tax evasion, through your sweetheart deals, all of this stuff seems to me like a smokescreen distraction. Don't look over here. The pedophilia, the human trafficking, the drugs, the 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 peddling of uh, political influence. Don't look over here. Let's look at the submarines. Let's look at the cocaine. Let's look at this. You know, don't pay attention to the, yeah, the guy behind. Crazy, you, right? So yeah. I, I well, saw speaking of speaking day. of special treatment, did you yeah. know in Massachusetts they have all these laws or they're housing illegal immigrants in hotels and everything else? But guess where they don't have to house illegal immigrants, brother. Well, let me give you a clue. It's Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard, Cambridge, and Newburyport. <laughs> they don't have to take any illegal, you know, the place where millionaires go on vacation. Yeah. Yes, it's just like here. And I mean, it made the news, right? Seattle yeah. did a bunch of sweeps, cleaned everything up before the all-star game, right? This week with the Mariners, right? I mean, come on. It was like, 
it's all about appearances. It's not about reality. We have this huge homeless encampment thing going on. It's called Tommyville or something like that over here in Rainier Avenue in Seattle. And now they've got a swimming pool, brother. They just set up a swimming pool. And, um, and you know, so don't believe, you know, don't believe your lying eyes. Believe what we tell you, right? This is exactly this, right. This is what yep. you're getting at here. <laughs> exactly right. Um, and that's, I think that's called gaslighting or whatever. Don't tell you what you see is not reality. What we tell you is reality. Well, uh, you're missing, if you will. So I've, I, I got to bring up, we got about, I don't know, 10 minutes or so left in the show. Um, and we talked a little bit about it last week, but Dave Riker, former Congressman, Dave Riker, former Sheriff of King County, uh, has officially been entered the Washington state gubernatorial race um, for governor running for governor and then raul Sheriff garcia, dave raul garcia has uh, switched over and now running for u.s senate against um kentwell so it, interesting um developments in washington state um and i don't we've talked about dave a little bit before obviously um has won in king county um has served as sheriff was the green river killer of uh bound he was sheriff there uh, national um, popular did well as a senator. I mean, a senator, a congressman in that district that was mostly Republican, but still had King County into it. And when he was uh, stepped down from there, we lost that position. Um, now Kim Schreier is in there, so it's interesting that, it, that he's a good candidate. Now we had Semi Bird on our show running for governor as well. Um, uh, out early, conservative, a lot of support. Uh, a school board member. Uh, I'm curious. I see the um, the Republican Party, and I see um, many of the Republican groups uh, jumping on board behind Dave Reichert uh, because he's got a uh, resume, has a chance of winning. Uh, you are politically savvy. Obviously, you do commercials. You you're more engaged currently than I am. What's your take on this? So uh love Semi Bird. I think he's a great guy. I, I a Christian guy, you know, he's uh, you know, black guy. He's been, you know, he was raised during the civil rights movement, you know, very uh actually I think he was born and raised in Compton, moved up to the Seattle area for many years. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we like him. Great guy. Um yeah. big big problem with Semi has been his is his ability to raise money. So that's that is a uh you know, a strike. Um, however, um, you know, that can turn around and his supporters are many and they're vocal. And I actually, uh, was at a fundraiser, uh, of his, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, I found him to be quite, quite compelling, a, a very, very good extemporaneous speaker, right? Just really fun mm -hmm. to listen to lots of great stories. I do believe that he's highly qualified. So let me just say that. Now, uh, you and I both know Dave. We've known him for years. Yep. Dave, Dave Reichert, solid Christian guy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, the guy is not even a little bit shy about his faith. I, no, I've never, ever yeah. seen that guy back off his faith. Um, You know, law and order, right? Green River mm -hmm. Killer, former King County Sheriff, ability to be elected to a, a position in King County, Washington's most populous county. Dave mm -hmm. Reichert is a force, and he will raise money. Uh, the mm -hmm. mainstreamers, the mainstreamers will like him. Yep. They uh, already Dave, do. Dave yep. has seen, yeah. you know, Dave is seen as a safe, uh, a safe bet. Now, you know, 
there are those that that you know want to call Dave, uh, you know, names Republican name only, whatever, uh, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But the way I've always seen Dave Marty is a guy that knows how to get stuff done. He makes yep. deals, and sometimes when you make deals, you step on toes on your your team and stuff like that. But I find that in a in a way, I find it um, to be a, an asset, right? Because at least we're we're working in a way that's preventing the 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 worst possible thing from happening. And right. so um so I don't, you know, I'm not endorsing uh either candidate, you know, currently, but uh I do see, you know, huge value in both of them. And I and I think honestly, now I'm going to see them both on the 29th at, at Brian Haywood's having a big shindig and I and uh they invited me over there. I don't know why they like me, brother, but they invite called me up and said, "Are you coming to our shindig?" and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm coming to your shindig." But Dave nice. And Semi will both be there. I believe that we're going to see a really um, professional, not the personal attack kind of primary from these two guys. I feel like these two guys are both so solid in their faith. And either one would be, a you know, by far better governor over uh, Ferguson or Franz or any of the other Democrat. A hundred percent. So, right? uh, you know, Semi better than I do. I would agree with you on on both accounts. I think Dave would be an excellent governor. He's proven he can, he knows how to make deals. He is politically very savvy without changing who he is. Like you said, he's open with his faith. And there's a certain amount of discipline with this guy, not only his physical, uh, how he carries himself, but confidence, but he's disciplined, which is what we need in Washington state. Now, my question, next thing politically for those that are uh, listening and want to know more um, the the immediate thought to me, uh, and I may be way off, you know, I'm, I'm sure Doug will tell me if I'm way off, but there is a shade, if you will, of the Sharam Hadian Rob McKenna primary back in the day where both great speakers, Rob McKenna was the hands-on favorite, even Democrats were saying he's going to be a great governor because he was the attorney general at the time, had all the support on the Seattle side. And uh, Strom Hadian rallied the conservatives and we ended up with Jay Inslee. Um, is there a danger here uh, in this similar case where Dave Reichert's very popular, but a great governor um, probably has the inside track. And then you have a, a conservative semi bird. That's very attractive, good speaker, a great guy who would also make a great governor uh, of splitting the party. What do you think? brother? Yeah. Um, Hopefully we've woken up and smelled the coffee on that brother. So we'll see. There is a, uh, there is going to be a state convention uh, in April Republican uh, state convention. uh, And they uh, under the current leadership, Caleb Heimlich, uh, they have um, agreed to have basically let the PCOs, let the voters uh, within the party system decide who the party is going to endorse at that convention in April. So before the primary in August of 2024, the party will say this is the approved Republican candidate. So it's going to be, you know, kind of important that, you know, if you're a PCO or you're a person who's involved in, you know, politically with the Republican party here in Washington state, you're going to want to call your state committee man, state committee woman, um, and others and let them know, Hey, I support semi or, Hey, I support Dave or whatever. So this is a good time. 
uh, we've not done that. This is the attempt that they're making, Marty, to avoid the problem that you just uh, mentioned, right? That yes, we, we get this big split thing. Um, I love you know, it. That's, there's that's always, good. There's always going to be, be people that are, you know, got a, got a grudge or whatever and are going right. to buck the system, but that's, that's fine. But at least there's a, an attempt at a, on a party wide uh, way. Now, of course we have a new chairman. Uh, it's going to be elected this summer, I believe in August, right. yep. um, the King County Republican party, which is the party I'm in um, just came out uh, uh, this week and endorsed Jim Walsh for that. So Jim Walsh, obviously good friend of both you and I, yes, and, and uh, Pierce uh, County so, endorsed him as well, so um, yeah. that is good. So, so we're really hoping, um, you know, that many of the good things that Caleb's done over the last, uh, you know, several years uh, can continue, but also that we can get that freshness and that new vision and that that energy that's going to come with some new leadership. I mean, you know, you got to do that, right? You got to change the coach once in a while. If you got a losing team, you know, eh, you probably should change coach once in a while, right? Right. And um, and uh, I've spoken, you know, we've spoken privately with, with Jim. Yep. He was on the show and covered for you when you were out with, uh, you know, with your uh, family um, event, yep. uh, losing your mom and all. And yep. um, and I, I, I'm I'm very optimistic, uh, that we could, you know, that we could really have, um. Uh, some a really good year and i and i'm excited that you know that there are um uh, real debates about real issues and yeah. and really uh, kitchen table stuff out there um i, I want to say republicans can win man i think that yeah, the republicans can one. win here and i think washington state can be saved and we'll you know we'll do it in spite of legal cocaine fentanyl and and marijuana. Here we go. with jim also I, I just gotta say how an amazing god is when you think about jim uh, libertarian was part of the libertarian party for a while got involved in republican was the county chair out in grace harbor mostly democrat worked hard to get republicans elected worked 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 in neighborhoods eventually got himself elected and then we got and then they turned all of the offices in the 19th over on ocean shores to republican which has been democrat for almost 50 years so here's this guy continuing to work in the legislature being outspoken being a conservative but traveling the state you and i saw him in Yakima and Ellensburg and, and Moses Lake and Spokane from the 19th. He didn't have to, but he was paving the way for whatever was in the future. And we were talking about governor. We were talking about other things. And no one knew that the chairman of the Washington State Republican Party would be stepping down. But think about all the preparation Jim's put in, being obedient to go out there and serve this state that has prepared him now to lead the Republican party. If he's so elected, I think it's cool. God was preparing him for a time such as this. And with that experience of being in every County of being an outspoken conservative, being knowing the donors, knowing the different candidates, knowing the different electives statewide, what a great experience for someone that says, all right, now I know, I know what the voters want. I know what the people want. I know what the PCOs that have been involved for the local County leadership. And I've served in the legislature, so I, I, he knows the ins and outs. I think it's fantastic. So that I'm clearly endorsing Jim for the Washington State Republican Party chair. So there we go. So you it's, like Jim Walsh then? I do. I do. I'm a big fan. So of you're, you're for you're for Jim Walsh then? That's your. <laughs> that's what you're saying, brother. <laughs> you, you know who else I'm for? Remember Rick know. Green, our friend from the Constitution. I love Rick Green, of course. Rick Green is awesome. The other day, over in Texas, his he had a guest speaker at his Constitutional Live. It was Lauren Boebert. 
Oh, I'm yeah. liking her more and more, uh, brother. I'm just, she's a fiery. She's tough. So and and you know uh, and with all that energy and she's cute as a button and all that yep. and and she's a grandma, dude. Isn't that great? Wow, that is yeah. great. Yeah. She, she's uh, you know, I mean that's the way it should be, right? We should be able to to live life until we're dead. Like this this idea of giving up and retiring and going away and just not doing doing stuff man let's lose that let's stay engaged let's let's have energy if we need healing let's go to jesus and get it let's go to god and do it uh if you're in the um if you're in the seattle area we are having tent revival at right across the street from the showware center in kent washington it starts on uh, tuesday night goes through sunday next week uh super excited about that of course you can go to doug and marty dot com and uh you know that's a great way to get in touch with us and also to listen to past episodes and things like that you can even tell your smart speaker hey alexa play doug and marty versus the world and she very kindly will do that because she loves us anyway i think that's it for this week what do you think brother i think it's a great time to go out on so uh take care god bless god bless america and thank you brother you're awesome you bet thank you and uh happy american pride month to you jesus thank you